1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the week 17 edition of the DFS OG's podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. I am your host, Chris Spearmakers, fan Prince, joined as always each and every week by my boys, my fellow OG's, Head Chopper and Notorious Chop. Let's start with you, buddy. Welcome in. How was Christmas? We got New Year's right around the corner and week 17, uh, always a fun week uh, in DFS. So how we doing, my man?
2: We are hanging in there, man, just ready to kind of wind it down. It is, it's week 17 is always so anticlimactic, and I always say that, oh, man, I can't wait for it because there's a huge edge, and then we always sit down and watch the games, and I'm like, well, this is garbage because these guys are all, (laughs) these guys are guys who are going for 40 points, weren't even on my radar, even though they should have never been on my radar, nobody's radar, but it's crazy, so. I don't know. I'm looking for it's this time of year when you really start looking forward to the playoffs and knowing what you you get back to. So, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. But Christmas was good, uh, and I'm looking forward to New Year's.
1: Absolutely, all Let's get over to you, buddy. Same. How was Christmas? How was Week 16? And welcome into the pod.
3: Week six, Week 16 was a pretty good one.
1: Uh, one of my better
3: weeks of the year. So can't complain there. Uh, Christmas, a lot of fun. Uh, we always do mimosas in the morning, and that turned into shots by, uh, you know, 12, and uh, we were asleep by like 7 p.m., so nice. uh, pretty good day overall, um, and a pretty good week of NFL, so uh, excited for the new year, definitely excited for the playoffs. Uh, luckily, this year, it seems like there aren't as many teams melted in for Week 17, so um, hopefully we won't have as many just random names popping up for 40 fantasy points like Chop mentioned.
1: So you are definitely turning into an old guy, right Right before our eyes. I mean, me, me and Chop are definitely some old timers, but you, the, the early drinking, the shots, and then you're in bed nice and early. I mean, that, that, that's a great day right there. So uh, Christmas here was good. And Chop, I'm looking forward to the new year. I think we're all looking forward uh, to getting rid of 2020 for sure and moving on uh, to 2021. And speaking of moving on to 2021, we can finally reveal what we've been talking about. We've been telling you guys we have some news uh, as far as the podcast goes, but you'll have to wait for that. We'll get to that towards the end of the pod. So stay tuned uh, for that. But some big news we're all excited about, uh, so we'll hit on that after we talk football. Now, the goal here in Week 17, we want to try to cover what teams have something to play for, what teams don't. You know, The motivations are really important here, and Chop nailed it. I mean, I, I always love this slate, but there are going to be a lot of random outliers, and we'll dig in as much as possible here. Uh, but you're going to have to continue to dig in throughout the week. We record. Very early in the week. We give our initial thoughts on the slate. But this is one of those weeks there's going to be news every single day all the way up to kickoff of guys resting. Uh, so you really got to have your ear to the ground here, and we'll do our best to cover everything from our point of view here early on. So a lot of games to get to here. Every game on Sunday, the NFL's done a great job of splitting up the schedule, uh, keeping teams that, you know, there won't be any scoreboard watching. They've kind of kept those teams together. Uh, and then we have a Sunday night game. So 15 games to get here so let, let's get to it let's start with uh, one that's probably not of interest to us or a lot of people out there the Jets uh, and the Patriots Patriots small favorites here uh, minor injuries on both sides Damian Harris questionable Frank Gore out for the Jets and I, I think you're going to see some Jared Sidham here if I had to guess at the quarterback position so uh, Chop we're talking about a total under 40 here we're talking about two teams uh, that are clearly out of it is there anything here for fantasy we can kind of skip through this game pretty quickly
2: Oh, it's a tough one because uh, yeah, it's this. This is the biggest. This is going to be the biggest slate of the year, obviously, with all the games. So uh, and no Thursday, no Monday, and only one night game. Like everybody's playing except for two teams. So you're gonna have a lot of spots where you just want to kind of pass and move on. And for me, this is one of them. And with that being said, this is the kind of game where a Jamison Crowder goes for those forty points I was talking about and, and like ruins the day for you. And he would have never been on your radar because there's just so many players. But, yeah, this is, one of, this is one of a few games that, for me, it's just a hard pass.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, if anything, that's probably the play. Crowder 5,000 on DraftKings. We've seen this Jets team play with, with a lot more spirit lately, winning some games. They frankly shouldn't have won. And I, I know Derek's happy about that. as his Jags now. I've locked in that number one pick. But uh, a total like this, Derek, I, I'm just having a hard time with so many games on the slate maybe crowder is a one-off i agree with that maybe jacoby myers is a one-off but i just don't see a lot here i'm interested in. how about you
2: i have a little
3: bit more interest in you guys if the patriots start stidham you got to think they're gonna you know give him a chance to have a good game we know the jets they are pretty good against the run and pretty awful against the pass. so i wouldn't mind taking a shot at stidham uh he's pretty cheap there are a lot of studs that i want to pay up for in the slate uh, don't mind pairing him up with Myers. Um, and then, yeah, I like the Jamison Crowder call. Look, like the Jets, they've won the last two games. It's been pretty impressive. And now they're locked into the number two pick. So they might as well go for three in a row against a divisional uh, rival. So I like Crowder. He's cheap. Uh, Paramin and Mims are close to the minimum. I know they both uh, struggled last week. But I think this game has a little bit more appeal um, in large field tournaments anyway.
1: All right, let's get to the batting market here. We have Patriots small three-point favorites here at home. 39 and a half on that total, Derek.
3: Let's go with Jets three in a row. Give me the the pause points.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets as well. I think they win this game. New England just looked defeated last night. I think that was kind of the, the death nail of Buffalo doing whatever they wanted. And and the Jets are, I would hate to say on a roll here, but they're playing well. So I'll go Jets plus the three. Chop.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, I got it. I'm doing the same thing. It, it doesn't make any sense what the Jets have been doing the last couple of weeks, but they're out here winning games when they shouldn't be, and got to take them because the Patriots have mailed it in.
1: All right, three for three on the Jets, so we'll keep track of the uh, the parlay card here. And we, as always, we'll take a look back uh, at last week. So, no-no five and five for you, buddy. So, uh, you're still leading the way with 87 wins. Chop, rough week, my man. Only three wins for you last week. So, you guys were in a tie. Uh, that drops you down to 85. And I pulled out seven wins last week, so making a late oh. – Late night comeback here, as they said, in one of my favorite movies, Rounders, uh, brings me to 81 wins. So am going to take a miracle uh, for me to catch Noto here, but Noto 87, chop 85, and I'm at 81 here entering the last week of play. As far as the consensus plays, we nailed Chicago, uh, pretty much rolled in that game against Jacksonville. Washington uh, let us down. Oh, boy, Dwayne Haskins did not help <laughs> us out there against Carolina. So we split uh, on our consensus plays, but we'll see what the parlay card looks like here in week 17. All right. Another game here, this one, a little bit more fantasy friendly and you know, both teams out of it here, Minnesota uh, and Detroit, Minnesota, seven point favorites, uh, Detroit. We got Stafford questionable uh, and Kenny Galladay remains questionable. Would be shocked to see him back uh, in that lineup here. So no, no, this one again, a little bit more fantasy friendly here. Uh, no motivations on either team. Some of the, some of the local talks, Stafford was on uh, the radio this morning said, I'm going to play, uh, they, they pay me to play 16 games, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's really the Minnesota side. Do you think we get a full game out of Jefferson, Thielen, Cousins, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, or do you think these guys kind of take it easy here in this game against Detroit?
3: Yeah, for the Lions, I mean, if anybody's going to, you know, get out a meaningless week 17 game it's going to be Matt Stafford, one of the tougher quarterbacks in the NFL. So if he is active, it'll certainly make this game a lot more appealing as a whole. Um, got to think Kenny Galladay is going to be out again. So uh, if Stafford is under center, I'll have some interest in Marvin Jones. I'll have some interest in Hawkinson. Uh, and I think it makes the Minnesota side a little bit more interesting as well because uh, the game would have more shootout potential. The problem for me, I mean, Davin Cook's been getting, you know, 25-plus touches a game, uh, but now they are officially out of the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see if they scale his workload back a little bit. There are some other running backs that we want to pay up for so he's not going to be a priority for me, especially if uh, Alexander Madison ends up being active. He's missed the last couple of games. Uh, so for the Lions, give me the pass catchers. I like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Irv Smith if uh, Rudolph is out again.
1: Yeah, I mean, Chop, I really like this Minnesota side, but it's like I said in the beginning, it's going to be one of those, you know, seeing what, what we can read off the tea leaves. Are we going to get a full game out of these guys? We know this is a great matchup. We, we saw Tom Brady throw for – but 400 yards almost and four touchdowns and a half against this team. So uh, they have clearly quit. Running backs have been a thing all year against the Lions. So what do you think here? Do do we get 100% Vikings in this one?
2: Yeah, I think uh, a game like this, I'm I'm looking at the coaching staff, and on one side you have an interim staff who's probably – uh, being told, you know, we're, we're not going to play Stafford, we're not going to play Galladay, so you're shorthanded. Who knows? Maybe even a guy like Marvin Jones sits. He's a veteran, so. And then on the other side, you got a guy who's, I think, still coaching for his job. So you know, if these players are available to play, I think he's going to run them out there for the full duration. So, yeah, I'm not much interested in Detroit at all, but I am interested in the Minnesota side. This could be one one of those guys. Thielen or Jefferson could be one of those guys that really crushes this slate. So I'm very interested in in the Minnesota side. Yeah, I'm
1: with you there for sure. All right, Chop, we got Vikings uh, favored by a touchdown here on the road and that total at 54 and a half.
2: Yeah, I think it plays out to where it's a blowout for Minnesota.
1: I am going to go under. I just think the Detroit offense is going to be bad here. So, even if the Vikings put up 30-something, uh, I just don't see a, a Chase Daniel-led offense or even a Matthew Stafford being banged up-led offense uh, doing much here. So, uh, give me the under on the 54-and-a-half. Derek?
3: I'll take the under as well. Um, you kind of get that added equity if Stafford ends up being
1: out. All right now we 'll get into some games uh, with some playoff implications we'll start with Miami and Buffalo here. We mentioned Buffalo look great uh, in that Monday night game uh, against New England. so uh, miami here's the scenarios They win and they're in or if they lo- they need a loss by Baltimore, Cleveland, or the Colts. So a lot of different ways uh, that Miami can get in buffalo they 're sitting right up top there. you know they, they pretty much can lock up the two seed We know Kansas City. Uh, has already locked up that one seed. So there's still some motivation there for them. It still can be a home game uh, for the Buffalo Bills here. So uh, chop this one again, it, both teams have a lot to play for. Uh, the receivers are where we go for injuries. Uh, Devontae Parker remains questionable. Uh, Grant doubtful for this game. And John Brown on the Buffalo side uh, on the COVID list. I'd expect him to be back, but something to keep an eye on. So let's go over to you here. Should be a good game and a, an intriguing game. What about for fantasy? What are we digging out of this one?
2: This is a this is actually pretty tough for me right here because Buffalo is one of those in between teams. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, that number two seed doesn't carry a bye week anymore, or this year at least. So they're going to have to play in that first round of the playoffs. So are they going to uh, kind of like oh, there's there's not a lot to gain from winning this game. So are we only going to see one half out of some of these guys and? And then you get ready for that playoff game, or are we going to see a full game and and try to push for that number two seed, even though it doesn't really mean as much this year with the no bye week. So I'm kind of torn on buff on the Buffalo side, and uh, I think they really, you know, I, I hate chasing points like Diggs. He's, he's he's done real well this year, but boy, that was a monster game on Monday Night Football this past week. I don't know if he's going to do that back to back. I know he's capable of it, but it's just the NFL. Things things level out, so. I don't know what to do with the Buffalo side and the Miami side is okay for like a Miles Gaskin had his blow up game. He's all right. The receivers and tight ends don't interest me a whole lot with, uh, with Tua there. Maybe Jacecki is the guy. He seems to be the guy. Not interested in Tua as much. So Gaskin and Jacecki on that side and the Bills side, I'm totally, I don't know, man. They, they're throwing me a curveball right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing to keep in mind, I mean, they're sitting in the two spot now. Pittsburgh has the same record behind them. We're going to talk about the Steelers here shortly, but they've already announced Ben Roethlisberger is not going to play. Mike Tomlin said, we're still going to play. We may be missing a few guys, but that's the team that they're tied with uh, for that two spot. So yes, there's no buy, but it's still not home field throughout, but home field until you get to Kansas City. So I still think there's some importance there, but if, if Pittsburgh is mailing it in, you know, then then you could see a situation where maybe you only get a half uh, out of these Buffalo guys. And you know, they see Pittsburgh uh, is losing, then there's no motivation to continue playing. They're still locked in uh, to that two seed. So I kind of share some of that skepticism and, and it would be Gaskin for me. I don't have a ton of interest uh, in the Miami pass catchers. Tua uh, just hasn't shown a ceiling. I mean, they had to bring in the relief pitcher uh, Fitzpatrick, who we've talked about. It just makes them a better team. I, I don't know what their plan is for the playoffs, but Tua uh, Tua's just not getting it done through the air so pretty much Gaskin uh, for me here Noto what about yourself
3: uh, yeah Buffalo I mean I was mad when the Tampa Bay Rays started this uh, you know trend where they brought in an opener and then uh, had their starter play and that's pretty much what the Dolphins are doing right now with Tua uh, if he gets off to a bad start bringing fits to win the game um, you know his some of his magic late games was just incredible that throw he made when he got hit in the face uh, last week against the Raiders was awesome. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I like Mike Jasicki a little bit. He's only 4,200. Um, he's been pretty good with both guys under center. And then Gaskin, like you guys mentioned, had 19 opportunities last week, 169 yards and two touchdowns. I did play on 40 snaps. Kind of think that'll go up this week and his second week back. And then the Bills side, yeah, I'm worried about them. Um, And you just have to look at the line to, you know, kind of think where everyone else is as well. The Dolphins are favored in Buffalo. Uh, That wouldn't be the case if the Bills needed to win this game. So I will probably not be playing anyone from Buffalo.
1: All right, Noto, we got Buffalo minus four and a half, 47 and a half on the total.
3: All right, so I'm seeing Miami favorite in a couple spots, but uh, if we get in the four and a half, give me Miami.
1: I'm going to go Miami as well. So uh, the lines are going to change from what we're giving you here, no doubt. So uh, maybe there's some insider news on the Bills, but uh, as of now, I'll take the four and a half here with the Dolphins. Chop.
2: Yep, we got to gotta go with those Dolphin points. That's, that's too much uh, value right there. So I'm going with the Dolphins.
1: All right. Next game. We have the Ravens and the Bengals uh, injury wise. Looks like just Tyler Boyd uh, remaining questionable on the Cincinnati side and, and Baltimore. Uh, very simple. You win and you're in, if not, uh, you need a Cleveland or an Indianapolis loss to get you the playoffs. And we know uh, the Bengals have been out of playoff contention pretty much since day one, but uh, uh, they continue to play well. I mean, that, that game in Houston, that that's the stack that you needed uh, in DFS uh, in week 16. So, no uh, no let's go to you here the Ravens big favorites they should roll so is this a week you have Lamar at the top of your ranks are we looking at those running backs so uh, we've finally seen uh, some Hollywood Browns start to emerge here we know Andrews is in play every week so a lot of options on that Ravens side but let's not forget Cincinnati they're, they're playing well they're putting up points uh, they're just just a lot of confidence with this team right now so uh, break it down here Ravens Bengals
3: the Bengals can put up some points this week, this game has some serious uh, shootout potential because like you mentioned, uh, the Ravens, they need to win. So uh, they're going to have all the motivation in the world. Lamar Jackson averaging 29 fantasy points over his last four games. So he looks like he's officially back. Uh, He's my favorite quarterback play of the week. I got to think he has the highest floor of anybody uh, in play this week. And I like printing him up with Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews in tournaments. You can always play uh, Jackson just by himself as well. Uh, Mark Ingram inactive for the second straight week, but uh, it's kind of been a 50-50 split between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. So I will save those guys for the playoffs, especially in the 15-game slate. And then on Cincinnati side, if Tyler Boyd's out, I'll go right back to T. Higgins. Um, He just looks so good. And the Ravens have a lot of big names in their secondary, but they have been beatable through the air over the last month. So I like T. Higgins quite a bit. And Giovanni Bernard, 26 and 23 touches over the last two games, 42 fantasy points during that stretch. I have a hard time clicking – you know, veteran names on teams with nothing to play for in week 17, but he's going to get the work. He's at least interesting.
1: I love clicking his name just to see that mustache on his (laughs) DraftKings profile. I mean, that, that thing is awesome, but I agree price up to 5,400. I mean, he was 48 last week, I believe. So uh, a tougher buy this week here in a a much tougher matchup, obviously, but I agree on T Higgins. The guy looks great. Continues to get targets and get it done. Uh, Still only 5,000. We always joke about AJ green, but he did see seven targets, Chop. I know you, you've written them off, but thirty nine hundred here on AJ Green. But we know that this is a Ravens uh, onslaught. So again, is it Lamar's, the running backs, the pass catchers, or a little bit of everything?
2: Oh boy, that's a, another tough one. Uh, obviously, Baltimore, you play all those those main guys. Uh, you know, JK Dobbins. You know, Gus Edwards, JK Dobbins. Pick one: you can, uh, Lamar, Marquise, Andrews. It's pretty self explanatory. It's a Cincy side. You got a you got to kind of think about <clears throat> can they move the ball on, on a very motivated Baltimore team? You know, this isn't the Houston Texans or so. I don't know. It's, uh, I guess I go back to T. Higgins though. And uh, Giovanni Bernard's fine. You know, Baltimore did, I did see Marlon Humphreys laying on the ground there in that game this past weekend. So if he's banged up or doesn't hurt, that certainly, certainly hurts. their. That's their best secondary guy, period. So, that could be that could be a factor right there, and uh there's a piece of me that thinks that you know we're all on these teams so far that should roll because they're so motivated, but that doesn't always happen, and a, a team like Cincinnati always comes in and make and makes for a real tough fight against a, this Baltimore team like that a team like Cincinnati every week seventeen comes out and makes it really, really interesting, so maybe that's the case this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and let's go to the betting market here. Ravens minus 13, uh, 45 total. I'm going to lock in the Bengals here. I I agree. I think they're playing uh, extremely well. They have nothing to lose and a uh, game at home. I think they do make it difficult here. So not to say I don't have interest in the Ravens. I, I certainly do, but uh, give me Cincinnati plus the 13 shop. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a good game. I think it's, I think it's the 13 is a, is about a little bit too much, so I'm, I'm taking the Bengals, too.
3: Derek? Oh, I can't have a three-leg parlay already. Uh, my hot take of the week, <laughs> Baltimore covers the over by themselves.
1: Wow. Wow. That, I mean, that's that's 45.46 point, 46 points for the Ravens. I, I like it. So, uh, clearly taking the over there for Noto. All right, let's move on. We talked about Pittsburgh. Uh, they are next up here going to Cleveland. Uh, we've already seen, you know, the, the, the band news kind of reflected here in the line, Cleveland's up to a 10 point favorite here at home. So Pittsburgh pretty much uh, happy with that three spot. It looks like Cleveland, we know they, they need to win this game or they have to have the Colts lose, or you get into a bunch of of scenarios with losses and ties that, that we're not going to cover here. So basically winning you're in here for the Cleveland Browns. So injury wise, it's the wide receivers for Cleveland. We'll, we'll see if they return uh, to the lineup, I would expect them all to be back here, but something to keep an eye on here throughout the week. So, Chop, Cleveland, uh, looks like they should roll in this one if Pittsburgh is sitting guys out. But uh, what do you think here of the 42 total? This one doesn't really jump off the page uh, DFS-wise.
2: Yeah, the only thing I, I have any interest in in this game is that Cleveland backfield, and that's it. I don't think Pittsburgh musters any offense at all. And I don't think Cleveland has any desire or or need to pass the ball at all. So give me a bunch of Chubb and a little bit of Kareem Hunt.
1: All right, Derek, let's get over to you.
3: Pretty much agree with Chop. I like the Browns' running game, and you can pair them up with the defense. Uh, you know they're playing at home against a backup quarterback, so. I like that. Um, as for the Steelers, I mean, I know it's easy to just say fade them, but if we get news that like the rest and a couple of their running backs or a couple of their receivers, you know, maybe there's a, a value piece or two that you can plug in.
1: That's where I'm at. I, I think if, you know, Deontay Johnson sits or, you know, two of those guys sit, obviously, you know, a Claypool will be coming to play or a backup running back. Like you said, Cleveland, uh, definitely the running backs interest me. I, I don't know how much I want to have a, a Mayfield and the receivers, but, uh, Chubb Hunt certainly in play here. So uh, pretty much on the same page with you guys there. Derek, we got Cleveland minus 10, like I mentioned, and uh, that total sitting at 42 and Ah, uh, that's tough. Uh, give me the under. I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. I, I don't think they sit everybody out. So it's still a, a very good defensive team. Uh, I don't think they're just going to roll over and let Cleveland put 50 on them. So I, I'll I'll take Pittsburgh, even, even with Mason Rudolph here. Uh, and this is a isn't this a rematch of the the helmet throwing incident? Isn't it? Oh, so we we Ooh, get him, nice. we get him back in play. So maybe he's got a little revenge on his mind here. Uh, again, I can't think of the guy's name for some, Garrett. Uh, but uh, I'll take Pittsburgh with the ten points. Chop.
2: Yeah, I was torn between Cleveland and the under, so I'll take the Cleveland side of it. All right, let's move
1: on to chops Dallas Cowboys and a big game here. The the winner of this one, if Philly can take out Washington, the winner of this game uh, somehow wins the division. So uh, that is the Sunday night game. So the, both of these teams uh, squarely in play here, no major injuries here outside of Evan Ingram uh, being listed as questionable. So chop, we'll get to you in a minute here. Uh, Somehow your team is still alive for the playoffs, but uh, Derek, let's go to you. This is another one of those kind of ugly games middling totals i'm more interested in the dallas side the receivers seem a little bit too cheap Uh, we saw zeke return to the lineup and kind of dominate carries which i was surprised tony pollard wasn't more involved but uh the receivers, really where i'm looking here uh, for the cowboys what do you got here dallas and the giants
3: you know i'm so glad the nfl started flexing these games because we used to have these uh you know games that could mean something but that didn't end up meaning something because the morning games went a certain way or Whatever it may be, but now uh, pretty much any game that could mean something does mean something. So uh, it's nice. Uh, these teams are both going to go all out. Agree with you. I do like the Dallas side uh, quite a bit in this one. We've seen, um, you know, Andy Dalton look reasonable, and uh, Zeke Elliott actually looked pretty good last week. He should have twenty plus touches in this one. He's sixty four hundred. Uh, the Giants twenty third in DVP against running backs. I know that's a pretty old stat, but I'll take my chances with Zeke in a must win game and. So I I going to uh, Michael Gallup. He's looked really good uh, with Andy Dalton under center. He actually leads the team in targets um, over the last few weeks. If James Bradbury is going to be on Amari Cooper, I think uh, targets could funnel towards the other guys and uh, maybe even look at Dalton Schultz at 3K on DraftKings. Giants side, have a little bit of interest in the receivers, especially if Golden Tate's out again. You know, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, they're both pretty cheap. Uh, Cowboys have been pretty good against tight ends, so uh, not a ton of interest in Evan Ingram, but – I think it's a
1: good game. All right, Chop. Let's go to you. Like I said, your Cowboys still in the running here. So uh, you're our Cowboys expert. Is it a Zeke game? Is it a receiver game? Uh, and then what are you doing on the Giants side?
2: Uh, man, I don't think I don't think it's going to be a Zeke game. I don't think it's been a Zeke game all year long. So I'm not going that route. I think the, uh if they get there, it's it's because one or two of the wide receivers gets hot and gets. I mean, that's what that's been there like. Uh, winning format here in recent uh, weeks is uh, the receiving game one of them or two of them get hot and they and they come through so I'm going that route I think I think one of them has a good game Amari's going to draw the tougher matchup so you know it would say either Gallup or CeeDee Lamb gets there but I'm I'm not on Elliott and uh, the Giants just don't look good on offense so and the Cowboys were terrible on defense early but It's kind of leveled out a little bit. I know they're still bad, but they're not like historically bad like they looked like earlier in the year. So the Giants have looked terrible on offense recently, and I just don't know if that turns around this week. So I'm not super interested in those guys on the Giants' side. It's tough to say that but against the Dallas defense, but I'm not interested in them. So I'm on the Cowboys wide receivers, and the rest of it's kind of like very bland to me.
1: Yeah, pretty much with you. Uh, the Lambs, the Gallops are cheap. Uh, Cooper, even in a tough matchup under 6K, I, I don't really have a ton of interest in the Giants either. Those receivers are cheap. Maybe if you're stacking Dallas, which I, I'm not going to do, maybe there's a running back there, but uh, pretty much all Dallas here for me. And Chop, I got to ask, who, who is the hated rival as a Cowboys fan? I know we're more into fantasy, kind of lose some of that fandom, but as a Cowboys fan, what, what team do you hate the most?
2: You know, it, it always kind of it changes with, with uh, the decades and the times. It It's always different. So right now, without a doubt, it's Philadelphia.
1: Okay, and I'm glad you said that, because is it going to be hard for you to cheer on the Eagles here, or is it <laughs> just a matter of, hey, they win and my team's in the playoffs? So how, is that difficult for you?
2: Oh, no, this is so easy. This is such an easy cheer this week, because uh, not only – would we love Philly to win so we can get in the playoffs if we were to win this Giants game? But also, you get to rub it in their face that they screwed themselves on a higher draft pick by winning that last game. It's just like double, it's just like double the whammy on them. I would absolutely love Philly. I'm so rooting so hard for Philly. It's
1: a triple whammy because you can be like, "Thanks for getting us in the playoffs." I mean, they, they yep. got you in there. So uh, yeah, just just wondering. As a Packer fan, I can't cheer for the Bears ever. But if this was the scenario. Uh, I guess I would have to to do it. So, uh, betting wise, chop. We got Dallas minus two and a half here on the road total at forty five.
2: Oh yeah, man! I tell you what, I I screwed myself last week when I did that hedge, that life hedge. <laughs> Trying you know, to get cute, I, I did, but uh, I lost the bet. But I I won in in real life, so I'm going to do that again. I'm going Giants (laughs) here because, you know what, I'm either going to hit this game on the spread or or my Cowboys are going to have a shot at the playoffs. So I'm going Giants.
1: You got that million. You can buy yourself a win here betting on the Giants. But I'm going to go on the other side here. I I do think Dallas is the the much better team, even in a road game here. Uh, I'll lay that two and a half and go with the Cowboys. Uh, Derek, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I'll ride the momentum. Giants have lost three in a row.
1: Cowboys have won three in a row. Give me Dallas. All right, let's move on to Atlanta and Tampa Bay. We know Atlanta clearly out of things. Uh, Tampa Bay squarely in things, really not much uh, movement here for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, uh, but a a fantasy friendly game here. We got a 50 and a half point total here. Uh, Tampa's clinched that spot. So again, no motivation for them. So about a seven point favorite here. Uh, Julio Jones remains questionable. We've talked about it week in, week out Uh, for them shutting him down. They say if he's able to play, he's going to play. I don't see him out there, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then Ronald Jones on the Tampa side, uh, still on the COVID-19 list as of this recording. So, uh, Chop, this one, I mean, two, two teams that are kind of headed in opposite directions here. Tampa Bay just cruised in that game against Detroit, like we talked about. Uh, what do you got here in week 17? Falcons, Buccaneers.
2: Uh, I think the Falcons are in play because I I don't see why, you know, you've been losing, you've been out of the playoffs and you're still running Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley out there. So I think at the very least we get Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and even some Hayden Hurst. So I think we're still in play with Atlanta in that passing game. Uh, It's Tampa you got to worry about. I certainly wouldn't be playing Tom Brady. I don't think I would play Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette regardless of the scenario of when I'm where to sit out or not. But the Mike Evans, I think, is still in play. Even a Chris Godwin, because last week they were up by, I don't know how many points in that fourth quarter, and Tom Brady had been on the sidelines for a quarter already, and they were still throwing the ball to Mike Evans. So I don't know if they have any very much desire to like give them a, a, a lot of rest in this game. So Mike Evans might be a guy, or Chris Godwin might be a guy that goes crazy in the last week of the season like this, with absolutely nothing to play for. So. Uh, those guys are in play, and the Atlanta side's in play.
1: Now, Tampa, real quick, I'm looking at the, the numbers here, and they, if they win, they secure the, the five spot, which would be a matchup with the Dallas or Washington or the Giants, whoever it may be. So maybe a little bit more motivation there to, to get this one done uh, and, and to lock that game in if they're even thinking that far ahead. you got to think every team in the NFC, that's the matchup they want, playing the NFC East winner. So a win would get them that five seed. Uh, in that cake matchup. So uh, motivation maybe, but I'm kind of with you. I I think they go on cruise control here uh, in this one. So Atlanta, agree. You know, Ridley's been a monster without Julio. If Julio's back, uh, people may hesitate coming off the injury. Uh, So I do have some interest in some of those Atlanta receivers, the running backs, I'm out on. Our boy Chop Gurley is on the bench now. Uh, We've seen Edo Smith kind of take over. So uh, that's too in flux for me. Derek, let's go to you here. Uh, Falcons, Buccaneers. I would be
3: surprised if Julio plays this week, but they are saying there is a chance. So uh, you never know what NFL coaches are going to do. Uh, but if he is out, yeah, you mentioned that Calvin Ridley and seven games without Julio, he's averaged 11 targets, 114 yards and 23 fantasy points per contest. He's pretty much a guy I would look to play for the Falcons. You know, Russell Gage has had a couple of good games. Hayden Hurst has shown a little bit uh, signs of life, but for me, it's just going to be Ridley. And I agree with you guys on the Tampa side. You know, I like the passing attack. You know, Tom Brady looked really good. He's actually topped 32 fantasy points four times this season. Only a couple quarterbacks have done that. Uh, and I do like Mike Evans quite a bit, but he's up to 7,500 now. Um, you know, all these guys were in the 5Ks you know, a week or two ago, and now Godwin's 66, Antonio's 55. So it's getting tougher to stack them. And plus, you still have you know the inconsistent week to week. So probably not going to have a ton of exposure there. Uh, I'm fine with Fournette if Jones is out again, but even though I like the Buccaneers offense as a whole, I just don't know how much exposure I'll get to it.
1: All right, Noda, we got Buccaneers minus six and a half here at home, 50 and a half on the total.
3: I think Tampa takes care of business. Give me the – yeah, give me the favorite.
1: I'm taking the Bucs as well. I like what Atlanta's been doing. They've been playing hard They've, they've each and every week. They went into Kansas City and played well. But uh, I think Tampa wins this one by double digits. I'll agree and go with Tampa Bay. Shop.
2: I think – Atlanta gives them a heck of a fight here and maybe even pulls the upset. And So, I mean, I think Tampa really turned it off last week in the second half. I think they kind of are still going to go into this game on cruise control, and Atlanta's been playing better, so I'll take Atlanta.
1: All right, you are listening to the DFS OG's podcast here on Roto-Grinders. We move on to the 4 o'clock window, a nice balance of games here. So uh, we'll start out with my Green Bay Packers fighting for that number one seed. But got to go to Chicago on the road and get it done here. So very simple for Green Bay. They win. They lock in that one seed, which is super valuable this year uh, with the seven playoff teams and only one bye week. Uh, everything would run through Lambeau. We know how well uh, that team has been playing at home. Chicago, it's simple. Win and you're in. Or you need an Arizona loss if you don't pull off a win. So, uh, Noto, this one goes to you. Uh, injuries look pretty light here. We're just watching Jamal Williams, uh, who's questionable. We did see... The emergence of A.J. Dillon uh, onto the scene. So uh, now a three-headed backfield there in Green Bay. But a tough road game here with it with a team playing with a lot of confidence in the Bears, uh, putting up 30 points left and right. How do you see this one playing out, Green Bay and Chicago?
3: Yeah, love, love, love this game. I do think Green Bay is going to be able to put up a lot of points. Uh, they seem to do that in any matchup. So even if it's on the road and in a tough matchup, i like them to put up points. But they are expensive. Uh, Devontae Adams, probably the guy you want to pay up for if you are paying up for anyone on the Packers side he has 15 touchdowns in his last 10 games and you know Rodgers just looks to him so often anytime they get down near the red zone uh you know Aaron Jones like you mentioned I mean he's fine there are going to be those weeks where he breaks out but uh with Jamal Williams potentially back AJ Dillon I mean that guy was built uh, to run in the snow and uh, him trying to do the Lambo leap was pretty good uh, I don't know if you guys saw that couldn't quite oh, yeah. it he needed it. a little <laughs> bit of
1: a boost but he, he got up there
3: <laughs> yeah, thankful for his teammate. He would have went over 2 on the Lambo leaves. But, uh, yeah, so I like uh, Devontae Adams. Opposite side, love everyone uh, for the Bears. You know they're going to be going all out to win this game. Trubisky's looks pretty decent. He's still cheap. David Montgomery, at least 20 fantasy points in five straight games. He has 58 touches over the last two weeks. He's going to be involved in the running game, the passing game. Uh, and he just put up a big game against them uh, a few weeks back. So, love David Montgomery. I think he's still too cheap. Uh, he's only 7,700. He's getting the workload of like a 9K running back and good matchup. So like him. And then if you are playing the passing game, obviously you're going to go to Allen Robinson. He had a pretty nice game against Packers a few weeks back as well.
1: Yeah, I love Montgomery in this spot. Uh, And You know, the worry is Green Bay gets up big. It kind of takes him out of the game, but he can be involved uh, in the passing game as well. But I was very good against this team, like you mentioned. I think it was back in week 12. So uh, just continues to get it done and the price continues to stay where it's at. So uh, chop a lot of different ways you can go in this game so uh, some of your favorites maybe some guys you're staying away from green bay and chicago
2: yeah what a great game here man with two motivated teams i like to see it that's what you like to see here so uh you, yeah Devonte adams aaron Rodgers. like i've said it before one of the best connections i've ever seen so you got to fire those guys up every week adams is a wide receiver one every single week this year you gotta you gotta have him in there I don't mind uh, tr- taking a shot on the backfield because I think the Bears' defense is a just a tad bit overrated. Very, they've shown to be very susceptible in general. So, yeah, I think and I think uh, the Chicago offense is good enough to push it here, and they're going to need to. Like, they've got all the motivation in the world. That's the beauty of it. So, Allen Robinson, Mitch Trubisky, fire them up. David Montgomery, fired up. I love it all. Nicole Komet, he looked he looked better last week. So, I mean, yeah, and Jimmy Grant, like they want to throw their tight end. It's just that you're getting mixed signals here. Sometimes it's Graham, sometimes it's Comet. Last week, it was a lot of Jimmy Graham. This week, I think maybe it's a little bit more Cole Comet, so I, I don't mind him.
1: All right, Chop, we got Packers minus five and a half here on the road, total at 50 and a half.
2: Uh, well, I'd really like to see a, make sure the weather's good here, but I, I think the over is my play. I think the offenses are really good and really motivated, and I think they move the ball.
1: I love the over as well. And obviously weather, I I didn't get a chance to look ahead. Uh, As of now here in the Midwest, uh, weather looks decent. I don't think there's any major storms uh, here, but something to to, to certainly take an eye on uh, and watch as we head towards Sunday. But uh, Chicago continues to score points. Green Bay's defense uh, is what could hold them back in the playoffs here. And and Noda, you mentioned uh, this Green Bay offense is going to put up points. So uh, over for me as well. Derek, what do you got? Yep,
3: three for (laughs) three.
1: All right, circle that one. So so far, we got three on the old parlay card. Moving on, New Orleans uh, and Carolina. Carolina, we know, out of playoff contention. Christian McCaffrey remains questionable. would surprise me uh, to see him back in that lineup. New Orleans, a lot to play for here. If Green Bay were to slip up, uh, New Orleans could jump up and grab that number one seed, uh, which, again, holds a lot of value here. So, New Orleans side, we know uh, Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith Uh, both on the IR and Alvin Kamara coming off an historic game, six touchdowns uh, in that one chop. So what is that going to do to his ownership? You know, is everyone going to run to Alvin Kamara here? Uh, We know we have a lot of stud running backs on this slate. So are you prioritizing that? Uh, The rest of the Saints offense, what are we doing? And then uh, Carolina, it's it's those three receivers. Any of the three stand out above the rest?
2: Uh, The receivers, no. The the Carolina side is – no, nah, it doesn't interest me a whole lot. I think it's a, a really motivated New Orleans team. I, they won't really know. They're going to come out there and play hardcore right away and, and for a good bit of time anyway. So I don't think there's any let up in their game. So I, I, I'm not super interested in the Carolina side. I mean, you could always take a stab at one of those guys, but nobody stands out above the other. I think New Orleans is good, good to roll here. I think uh, Kamara comes out and gets his. I think Emmanuel Sanders has a good game. I think Drew Brees kind of writes the ship. He's He's been terrible, man, since he came back into the lineup. I think he gets a little bit better this week, and New Orleans goes out and steamrolls steam them because, you know, you can't just scoreboard watch. I, I think Chicago will always be in that other game that they'll be having their eye on, so there's no way you let off the pedal regardless. So all, all steam ahead, man.
1: Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. Uh, and, you know, those Carolina guys, you, you can throw a dart or a or running back with, with a Moore and Anderson, even a Samuel is showing some upside here. Uh, I'm pretty much out of Mike Davis in this matchup against New Orleans, but uh, Saints side, uh, Derek, that, that's where we have more interest here. Uh, do we go right back to Camara coming off that big game?
3: Uh, I mean, I certainly think you can. For me, it's probably going to depend on the value that opens up throughout the week. Um, I do like Derek Henry, Henry quite a bit, uh, David Montgomery quite a bit. So um, he's expensive, but I do like Kamara, 59 fantasy points, just wild last week. And then uh, I like Emmanuel Sanders too, with Michael Thomas out, but every time I click on a saints receiver, it feels like I'm setting myself up for disappointment. Uh, Just tired of watching Taysom Hill getting those touchdowns. but yeah, I mean, Sanders, he's fine. Uh, I agree with you guys on the Panther side. Just don't love anyone. The Saints defense has been so good. The third and DVA against the runs or against the pass, second and DBA against the run. Pretty much good against every position. So uh, pretty much a fate for me on
1: Carolina. Yeah, I'm with you on those Saints receivers. I, I tried to make some some Marquez Callaway work and, and that didn't work so well. So uh, frustrating think of Sanders. Uh, Jared Cook guys would step up a little bit more, but. Uh, Maybe this is the spot here against Carolina. All right, Derek, we have Saints minus six and a half and the total is sitting at 48.
3: I'm going to take the under.
1: I like the under too. Uh, the Saints defense uh, is going to be fired up. And uh, again, they're a team that, that can slow things down if they want to and run the ball, not only with Kamara, but with Latavius Murray. So uh total seemed a little bit too high. I'll go under here as well. Chop.
2: Give me the Saints.
1: Saints for chop. All right, moving on to Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars, future home of Trevor Lawrence uh, yeah. after the Jets uh, come out and win another game. Only the Jets can can be so bad and, and screw all that up even. I mean, how are, you, how are you so bad that you can't be bad? I mean, it, it's just mind-boggling. But uh, Jags and Colts here, uh, obviously the Colts, there's a lot of different scenarios. They can still win uh, the division with a win or a tie. Uh, and a Tennessee loss or can clinch a playoff berth, they will need some help. They're they're the ones on the outside looking in. So they have to win and get a loss from one of Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami. So the Colts clearly motivated here, huge favorites at home. Do not see them getting tripped up here by the Jaguars, but uh, injury wise, Michael Pittman questionable on the Colts side. Uh, James Robinson remains questionable on the Jags side. So no, no, this seems like a spot where we should love Jonathan Taylor. Uh, is that the case here against your Jags?
3: It's hard not to. It's hard not to. Is it similar to the Ravens where, you know, they have all the motivation in the world and an elite matchup, although the Colts are playing at home and indoors. So you don't have to worry about weather. You don't have to worry about anything. Taylor's had uh, 22, 20, and 18 touches over the last three games. He's looked great. He's been involved in the passing game. They're giving him the ball near the goal line. So, yeah, I like uh, Taylor quite a bit. I also like T.Y. Hilton. I think he can beat this secondary deep a bunch of times if Rivers can get him the ball. So I'll have a lot of shares of those, too. I don't think uh, I'll have any interest in a Rivers stack or anything like that. But uh, we've seen a number of wide receiver running back combos from the same team uh, in the Millie Maker recently. So, uh, you know, maybe you can play Hilton with Taylor. uh, But I'll be making sure to have a lot of lineups with one or the other. Jag side, I mean, this is the most excited I've been for the Jags in years. So uh, I certainly was happy that they didn't mess it up last week. <laughs> there was a point in the first quarter where I was getting a little bit nervous. They looked pretty good against the Bears, but uh, they ended up uh, getting smoked. So that was nice. And as far as this week, I don't think you need to play anyone. Ungum uh, Ngumbawale ended up having a pretty nice game uh, in James Robinson's absence, but I just don't think we're going to need it. You know, maybe GJ Shark, maybe LaVisca Chennault, but I just don't see the need for it in this league.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're loaded up at pass catcher. You get a quarterback in there, and uh, we'll see. They need some work on the defensive side of the ball as well. But uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, a good start to any rebuild. Chop, same question for you. I, I know you've had your hesitations on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, is this uh, all systems go? Do we worry about Naheem Hines? Do we worry uh, about a blowout? Uh, where do you come out here on Jonathan Taylor and the rest of this Colts offense?
2: Uh, Yeah. I think uh, you. I think they all belong in your player pool, and uh, my favorite is Jonathan Taylor. But man, they just ride the hot hand, man, more than any other team I've seen this year. So you always got to be careful. That's why Hines always stays in the player pool. But yeah, I'm with I'm with Derek as far as I think they roll. I don't think they roll up on Jacksonville. Jacksonville's done. They know what they've got in front of them. They need this loss, and they're not even going to try. Or you know relatively speaking, in the NFL. Everybody tries, but when a coach pulls the plug on it and and then they put in the, the backups, you know, you, there's nothing you can do about it. So I think the Colts' role, all those pieces on offense are fine. Jacksonville doesn't interest me at all because I, I don't know if we see a full game out of any James Robinson, Shry, any of them. They're not even that good anyway. <laughs> and then you get this factored in. But uh, I saw, I saw uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Bach tweeted something out this week about how he'd like to see as a Jackson he's a Jacksonville fan also notorious he'd like to see uh them snag Lawrence and then with that next pick snag Kyle Pitts boy that would be one hell of a duo to grab in the first round man that would that'd be instant offense in Jacksonville next year
1: yeah the the future's bright I mean you got to be excited about it We'll, we'll see what if Trevor Lawrence is excited about coming to Jacksonville but uh Uh, Good to have that locked in here in week 17. All right, Chop, we have the Colts, big favorites, as we'd expect. Number sitting at 14.5 and and the total at 49.5. I
2: think the Colts will roll them.
1: I think you get a spirited effort here out of the Jags. Uh, They can't blow the number one pick, so they really have nothing to lose here. And I just see a scenario Indy gets up big. Uh, kind of lets off the gas and we saw it last week with Pittsburgh Indy was up huge and not to say they let off the gas, but uh, I think Jacksonville uh, makes a run here at the end. So give me the 14 and a half. No, no.
3: I'll take the over. Thanks to, you know, some late garbage time touchdowns from the Jaguars.
1: All right, next game staying in that same division. We have Tennessee and Houston. Houston, we know has been eliminated. Deshaun Watson and Duke Johnson listed as questionable. Uh, Watson sounds like he'll be fine. I, I don't think there's any worries there unless they decide uh, they want to sit him down. The Titans, though, a lot to play for. They can win the division with a win or a Colts loss or clinch a playoff berth with a loss by Baltimore or Miami. So another team uh, with a lot to play for here in the Titans. A, a huge total game here uh, at 56-and-a-half. And, and Derrick Henry absolutely smashed his team the last two times they played. I believe he went over 200 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, in that game uh, about 80 points scored uh, in that game tennessee and houston so clearly a stackable game chop uh derrick henry's got to be right at the top of the running back list this week
2: so you have to refresh what you just said on that is there a possibility that tennessee could be sitting there uh after the first quarter of this game and look up and see that they've already clinched is that a possibility
1: so Baltimore loss or Miami loss. Uh, Miami those teams are, in the, are in the early window window. Yes, they are. So let me, let me double check that. That's what I got, but yeah, that that's what it looks like.
2: Yeah. Things like that throw me off because you know, if they, if, if they look up and they get the word down from the press box that they've clinched, I don't think you'll see 30 carries out of Derrick Henry. So I I'm very leery on that, but yeah, we'll get the, we'll double check that. I'm sure we'll have all that stuff by game time, but uh. You know, otherwise, yeah, it's full system to go on Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. You fire them up, a team that needs to win, and and, uh, against this defense, who I I appreciate J.J. Watt coming out and saying what he said about being a professional, but they're just not good, and they're just not going to be able to contain this offense if this offense keeps their first stringers out there for three quarters. So fire all those guys up on the Houston side. Hmm, There's a piece of me that thinks that Deshaun – and uh the receivers here come out and play well and and uh really push the issue to try to knock off Tennessee and be the spoiler i can see that and then you know it was a nice motivating speech from jj so that's there that's there man so i think i think they're in play and david johnson if you look up and we scratch duke johnson again and we scratch a, a, another running back and he gets all the carries he's in play any any running back is going to get that volume is in play so but uh, my preference here would be Deshaun and, and Cooks on the other side.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I looked at the scenarios again, and that, that's the scenario. So they win, they win the division. Indy loses, they win the division, or uh, uh, Ravens or Miami loss uh, clinches a berth. So you're right. That, that's something to, to keep an eye on, and obviously you have to plan in advance for that. So Baltimore should cruise here, but Miami, it's not a given that they're going to yeah. they're going to go in and beat Buffalo. So
2: yeah, off um, the loose out there too. You know, and this is, man, I hate doing this during football because I like sitting down watching the red zone. I don't want to have to tinker after that noon lock, right? But in a week like this, and man, if you look and, and you're seeing, uh, you know, the the Titans, you see that they've clinched after those noon games and you've right. got a chance to get Henry out of your lineup, gee, by all means, get him out and, do, and go Aaron Jones or something crazy like that.
1: Yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, that, that's the Miami games, what you're going to want to keep an eye on. I mean, it would shock me. I mean, we picked Cincinnati or some of us picked Cincinnati uh, to see them win that game. I, I think they can compete, but uh, again, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see Buffalo just, just beat Miami and eliminate them. So uh, good call there chop. So let's get to the bet. No, we got to get over to Derek here, Tennessee and Houston. I'm glad we're
3: covering all the different angles because this is the week more than any where, you know, it just matters about motivation and all that stuff more than any other. Uh, I like the idea of, you know, playing Henry and leaving $100 in your lineup, at least on DraftKings. Then you can just pivot right to Kamara if the Titans don't end up having a lot to play for. But if they do, uh, it's hard not to like Henry. Titans bottom five in pretty much every rushing category so far this season and Tennessee great offensive line. Don't mind Brown. Uh, Corey Davis put up a snowflake for me in the snow last week. Uh, put up a goose egg. That was pretty bad. I think that was the first time I played him all season too. Um, so that so was you're, uh,
1: you're the guy. You're I'm the, the guy you're the, that did the it. Yeah. Corey Davis was all right. Stay stay away here. I I
3: think he can bounce back. here. Yeah, I think he bounced back. Uh, and I love the Texans. If uh, Watson's out there, you got to think. Yeah, they'll play the role role of spoiler. And David Johnson, if Duke is out again, 27 and 32 fantasy points the last two weeks. Typically, we see these veteran running backs, you know, uh, trail downwards toward the end of the season. But he has uh, got a pep in his step. He looks pretty good out there. So don't mind going to Dave Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Kiki QT. Uh, and this is finally the week Jordan Akins gets a touchdown.
1: Oh, well, Stonehand's going to reel <laughs> one in, huh? I mean, as good as Tennessee's offense is, the defense is equally as bad. So you, you always want some exposure Uh, to that other offense so I agree David Johnson looked good you know we kind of wrote him off but maybe those few weeks off kind of refreshed him and uh, a lot of interest here in this entire game but uh, as far as Tennessee I love that call chop watching Miami and Baltimore the teams you're going to want to keep an eye on there uh, in that early window all right Derek we have Titans minus seven and a half here on the road and the I believe the highest total we have on the board here 56 and a half
3: Yeah, you get the hook. You get a home team uh, in the division rivalry. Give me the uh, Texans.
1: I am going, I hate going over on the highest total, but uh, I think we get some fireworks in this game. I I mentioned the last one almost hit 80, so I'll go over to 56.5. Chop.
2: Give me Houston here.
1: All right, next game, Chargers and Chiefs. Uh, this one's very simple. The Chargers are out of it. The Chiefs are locked in. And the spread kind of reflects that we're going to get uh, Chad Henney and the rest of the backups here uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, Chargers actually favored by three and a half here uh, going into Kansas City. So uh, injuries, we've got Keenan Allen questionable. Hunter Henry uh, on the COVID-19 list. We'll see if he returns. Uh, and then Casey, you're going to have to keep an eye on it. Clyde Edwards, helaire doubtful. Uh, Sammy Watkins questionable, but it uh, would shock me to see any of these guys uh, even touch the field. Maybe they're out there uh, for a little bit, but uh, you got to think that this is a scenario where these guys all sit. So Derek, it's a question of, do we have interest in Chad Henney and, and some of these backups here uh, in this system? Can they do enough to be of interest uh, in DFS? And then the chargers uh, been a great season by Justin Herbert and company. The wins aren't, aren't certainly aren't there, but the, the fantasy points uh, the stats have been good. So, uh, your thoughts here chargers and chiefs
3: for the chiefs i kind of hope uh you know we get word that a lot of these guys are going to sit um the chiefs they have no reason to want to lose this game and all these backups are going to be excited you know to get some playing time they're going to want to go out and put some good uh good play on film and uh so i like quite a bit of these guys uh, if they end up being out quite a hilarious out levin bell's out then you can look at the running backs if any of the receivers out wouldn't mind some miko hardman demarcus robinson so Uh, They're playing at home. It's a good matchup. Uh, I'll just take a wait and see approach, see who's active, and then, you know, kind of load up on the value plays if there are any. Chargers side, yeah, I mean, they could be fighting for uh, their head coach, Uh, give him a fighting chance and keeping his job. We talked about it a little bit the last couple weeks, but if they win this, that's four in a row, um, and they'll end with a pretty decent record, even though it should be a lot better. Uh, I just don't know who I want to target here. Um, If Keenan Allen's out, the passing attack becomes a little more interesting, but Austin Eckler, I mean, he's in a three-way timeshare at this point, and uh, he's kind of getting bailed out by receptions and touchdowns. And if those don't come this week, then it does worry me a little bit at his price point.
1: Yeah, I agree completely. The, the Chiefs, I think there's going to be a lot of value, so it's just keeping an eye on who's in, who's out. Uh, even a guy like Byron Pringle, a, a guy that has flashed in spots, uh, I really like here. Uh, it's a question of can we can we trust and can we play Chad Henney at 5,100? The Chargers side, it's going to be as simple for me as seeing who's in and who's out on the chiefs defense. And I'd say they have any, you know, outside of Jones, there's not a lot of studs on that defense. Uh, maybe the honey badger, you still put in that, that category, but uh, the chargers will be a wait and see here as well to see what kind of defense uh, they're going up against. So chop uh, chiefs backups. Yes or no. And then uh charger side of things. What are we doing there?
2: Uh, Chiefs backups, the only, you know, like you said, the receivers. I'm looking at the receivers. If we get Tyreek and Sammy out of this game and Kelsey out of this game, then, yeah, guys like Pringle and Hardman definitely move up on my radar. But don't want the running backs, and I don't want Chad Hen- Henney if he's that guy. So uh, just the receivers, I'm looking for some scratches. Otherwise, I don't want any part of that. The Chargers, man, they just haven't the, – Herbert's not looked good for a couple weeks in a row now. Um, yeah, Like you said, I'm curious on the defense. Are they going to rest some guys? If so, the you know, Herbert could slice right through them. But then you got to wonder about his receivers and who's going to be active right there. So, again, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, but uh, my lean right now is – right now my lean is Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson as Herbert's number one and number two in this game. So that's, that's the way I'm going right now. And like Derek said, it's a – Eckler – Gets bailed out because of the receptions, but he's not the workhorse there. So I don't think I want him in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, when Kalen Balazs is getting carries, that, that's no good. So uh, I, I like those Chargers receivers you named Though That Johnson kid, I think, has some serious potential. Guyton, uh, we know, is a big play waiting to happen. So uh, don't hate those calls at all. All right, Chop, we got Chargers. Minus three and a half here, uh, road favorites, 44 on that total.
2: Um, They just had to throw that little hook in there. But, uh, yeah, I really think uh, Kansas City, oh, man. Tough part is they get a bye week. So, maybe Andy wants to go out there and get them a good, nice first half, and they run up a big score in the first half. I don't know. So, I'm going to take the charges, I guess.
1: I'm going to go the over here for, you know, for what you just said. I mean, you could still see a few series of this guy, even if not, I I still think Kansas city offense can score some points. You know, even if it's, if it's Daryl Williams or Darwin Thompson, uh, Henny is not new to to this game. So I think there can be enough points in this game that to cruise by that 44 Derek.
3: Wasn't sure where I was going to land, but Barry, you made a good case. Give me the over.
1: All right, moving on. Two games or two teams that are out of it here, the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, Raiders small favorites here heading to Denver. Uh, no injuries outside of Phillip Lindsay, who was placed on IR. So, uh, Chop, this one goes to you. These these teams won't appear on any of the, the playoff articles, things like that, but we have a big total here. We have a close spread. Uh, we have a Raiders offense that, that has been good in spots. You know, Guys like Nelson Aguilar, uh, Darren Waller putting up numbers. So, uh, this game uh, interests me a lot, more so on the Raiders side of things, but uh, what do you see in here, Raiders and Broncos?
2: Yeah, haven't been eliminated last week in, in the way they were, the Raiders, I would think that the, people would think the tendency is that they're just going to kind of mail it in this week, but they're seven and eight, and I don't know why, but there is something to finishing a season like 500 or better rather than seven and nine. I, I think there's something to that, and they, they really want to do that. And the coach is a motivating coach, and so I think we see a pretty good game out of the Raiders. So I like Carr, like Jacobs, like Aguilar and Waller. I'll, I'll go with all those guys. They're fine. And then I think Denver's still, you know, fighting for getting better. Just, just they're playing to get better. That's what they've done for most of the year. And so Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, I think they're fine. Noah Fant. I will not be playing Melvin Gordon again. I can pass on that guy, but I, I like Drew Lock and in, in those, in those two big pass catchers. And in fact, if, even though Jerry Judy's had a really disappointing year, I think he may, he may break out here in this game.
1: Yeah, he really has. I, I had higher expectations for him, especially with Sutton out. You thought he would kind of emerge there, but it was really Tim Patrick who, who kind of emerged on the scene uh, and put up the numbers here. So, Uh, Derek uh, let's go over to you same questions I'm interested in the Raiders offense talk me off the ledge here
3: oh man uh yeah I like the Raiders offense but uh I'm still mad that Josh Jacobs slid down at the one yard line um all I needed was that touchdown in my my Saturday slate to have a a really nice day and uh, uh Slid down, ended up kicking the field goal, and then they end up losing. So, a little bit of justice there. I was uh, I was kind of happy to see them lose after that. But, um, I mean, 6,200, we've been paying 7K plus for him. It's a great matchup. Denver's 25th in DVOA against the run. So, I like that. And I believe Denver's still without their top four or five cornerbacks. So, it could be a good spot to go to Nelson Aguilar. You can always play Darren Waller as well. Denver side, uh, I kind of agree with you guys. I mean, Melvin Gordon's going to get the work, but I have more interest in the passing game. So, uh, yeah, give me Patrick, a little bit of Judy, and a little bit of Noah Fant. All
1: right, Noah, we got Raiders minus two, fifty and a half and a half on the total.
3: I'll take, yeah, I, I like Chop's uh, eight and eight argument. Give me the Raiders.
1: I'm going Raiders as well. I mean, Gruden doesn't want to be the, the Jeff Fisher, the old seven and nine. That's a good call. So I like the Raiders in DFS. I, I like them here minus the two. Chop, what do you got?
2: I'm trying to make up ground on Noto and he's still in my thunder, man. I mean, I like the Raiders too, so I can't can't not go Raiders.
1: All right, two games left here to to make up that ground. We'll go to an interesting one here. Cardinals, Rams, very simple. Whoever wins is in the playoff. The problem is the quarterback position for these two teams. We know Kyler Murray, a questionable. uh, Hopkins questionable as well. Uh, But the Rams will be without Jared Goff. So, Chop, my question is, who in the hell is John Wolford? I mean, this this is their starter. You're a college football expert, so give us a little scouting report there. Uh, we know the running backs, uh, Daryl Henderson, doubtful for this one. Uh, Cam Akers may return here, but he's questionable as well. But, uh, Chop, I'm going to start with you here. Just just give me something here on John Wolford because I saw that name. I'm pretty plugged in. I, a lot of dynasty leagues, things like that. Uh, this guy, I I'm scratching my head. I don't even know who this guy is.
2: Uh, you know, without doing a quick Google search, I'm going to say that uh this was the, uh I think the Wake Forest quarterback for a while. I'll do know. the
1: Google search here. I do I the Google them. search, make sure I got the right
2: guy. But uh, I think he was a Wake Forest quarterback. And if that's the case, I didn't think he was that great in college. But I keep hearing the, the AAF thing. So maybe he did really well in the AAF for a while, but Uh, You know what, Jared Goff wasn't that good, so I don't expect John Walford to step, like if this was Jared Goff, I would be very hesitant to play Jared Goff against the Cardinals in DFS this week, so I don't think I want his backup in DFS, and uh, I I certainly don't want to mess around with the backfield, even though there could or could not be some injuries there, I I don't, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, you can keep those guys in play. But I think the offense kind of struggles in this game. That's just my opinion. I think the defense is really good. It's going to make things hard on Arizona, but Kyler Murray is a different kind of a guy. So uh, Kyler Murray can get out there and rush and and get it done. DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, they've got a tough matchup this week. So I think Murray relies on his legs more. And then I think Kenyon Drake is kind of an under-the-radar guy. Never gets the ownership on a main slate, and I think this could be a good week for Kenyon Drake.
1: Wake Forest shop, you nailed it here for, for old John Walford and led the AAF in passing touchdowns. So uh didn't get ton into the AAF. I guess that's why I never heard of this guy, but put some decent numbers on the board in college. But I agree, if this was golf, I don't want to play him. So I'm definitely not uh, even at a discount playing, playing John Walford here. So Derek, let's go to you here. Uh, it should be a fun game to watch, but how much exposure do we want in our DFS lineups? Very little.
3: I think I'm going to be fading the Cardinals as a whole. You know, Kyler Murray's dealing with a leg injury. If that limits his rushing upside, I just don't know if he's going to be able to get it done through the air against his defense. Uh, Hopkins going up against Jalen Ramsey. That's a tough matchup. I think there are better spins at wide receiver. Not that he can't win that matchup, but I don't think you need him. And then uh, the Rams side, I kind of think Cam Akers is still going to be out. I mean, high ankle sprains typically take a couple weeks. You know, Daryl Henderson's already, um, at least doubtful, he's probably going to sit. So Malcolm Brown at 4,300, we know he's a good pass-catching back. That quarterback's going to want to check it down as often as he can. So I think Malcolm Brown is going to be really interesting this week.
1: All right, we have – we don't have a total on this game because of the injuries, but I got Rams minus one and a half. I was able to pull that out. So, Derek, just a, just a spread pick here.
3: Oh, man, it's ugly, but uh, give me – give me the Rams. I think they find a way to get it done.
1: Uh, let's go to chop i i'm torn on this one
2: man you know he reminded me of that Ky- Kyler kyle murray laying on the ground last week. got forgot about that <laughs> oh man if he's not if he if he can't run then they're in big trouble on offense so i guess i have to go with old john wolford here and take the rams man even though i need to make up ground on dairy i'm not gonna be able to do it here <laughs>
1: I got to make up serious ground so I can do it. I, I got to go Cardinals. That's I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll just go the opposite just to try to make up some ground, but uh don't love either side here. If they're without Kyler, that, that's going to be trouble or if he can't run, like you mentioned. So I uh, want to keep an eye on. All right, let's wrap things up here. Long uh, week 15 week 17. I should say, appreciate you guys staying tuned in here. Last game, Seattle and San Francisco, San Fran, eliminated seattle still has a shot at at the number one seed they would obviously need uh, both green bay and new orleans to lose but with all of them being in the same window it's a team that will be motivated here so uh, no injuries on the seattle side Uh, we get another week uh, of cj bethard for san francisco no brandon Ayuk. no debo samuel Uh, derek we'll go to you to wrap things up seattle and san francisco
3: uh, don't have a ton of interest in Seattle side. I think they kind of just grind this one out, pick up the win, uh, and move on. You know, you could always go with DK Metcalf as a one-off. Certainly don't mind that. But they have been running the ball a lot more recently. Niners side, um, if Mostert, I think Mostert's out already. But Jeff Wilson Jr. looked great last week. Um, I'll go right back to the well if he's end up, you know, going to be low owned, uh, even in a tough matchup against the Seahawks. And then you can beat him through the air. So if you want to take a few shots on Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, don't mind that.
1: Uh, you're accurate on most He is on the IR. Brandon is out. So they're, they're down a couple pass catchers. So you're, you're down to Kendrick Bourne, Ricky James, uh, Richie James, George Kittle. We'll see if he plays, but, uh, I'm basically with you. I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Uh, I do like some Jeff Wilson more so on FanDuel, uh, just for that touchdown upside, but he certainly looked good in that game against Arizona chop. Wrap us up here. Week 17, Seattle, San Francisco.
2: Yeah, if they're gonna, if we get word that they're gonna up Kittle snap counts a little bit, I have interest in Kittle as the as the only pass catcher there left that's even viable for me, and Jeff Wilson looked good like you guys said, but it is kind of a tough matchup. So, but Wilson Kittle are the two guys on that side I could see. On the flip side, curious about what how Seattle treats this. Their real motivation here, I don't know. So, uh, but just because these guys are so explosive, DK Metcalf. It's always going to be there. So Metcalf and Chris Carson are the two guys I'm, I'm targeting on Seattle.
1: All right, last betting pick here, Chops. Seattle minus five and a half, total at 46.
2: Yeah, just because uh, they're at home and I know they really want to win a division game like this. I'll take San Francisco.
1: I will go the under in this game. Uh, It's kind of a middling total, but uh, I think this one could be ugly. I'll go under 46. Derek?
3: I'll go Seattle. So we have three different.
1: All right. So as far as the betting card, I have us down for the Raiders. Minus two. The over in the Green Bay Chicago game, over 50 and a half. Uh, Miami. Now that one, we'll see. We're we're getting different lines. We have it Miami plus four and a half. So if you can grab that do that and the jets plus three at new england so one two three four teamer for the old parlay card this week and that will wrap up week 17 guys final thoughts here on football we obviously have some news we'll get to that here momentarily but let's wrap up a week 17 with, with any you know if you got a stack a favorite play give it if not uh just a kind of a final thought here on the slate Derek. we'll start with you
3: Uh, my thoughts would be the expensive guys in your lineups make sure they have something to play for you can always find value on the teams that have nothing to play for keep your uh, eye on the news throughout the week a lot of what we said in this pod will probably change over the next uh, four or five days so uh, definitely keep an eye on that and uh, yeah thanks for joining us throughout the season and are we going to do a playoff pod
1: we are. That, that, that's some breaking news. We, we got a couple of announcements, so we will be doing a, a couple playoff pods. I, I think the first two weeks of the playoffs, it kind of gets dicey after that. Not as much to talk about, uh, and I know there's, there's some showdown videos and things like that that we will do or CHOP will do uh, when we get to the, the NFC-AFC championships. But first two rounds of the playoffs, the OGs got your back. We'll be here breaking everything down. So, yes, we have that to look forward to. Chop, final thoughts on the football here, Week 17.
2: Yeah, I like to target guys who have something to play for, and, that, and that, that's going to make up the majority of my rosters. But, yeah, there's going to be crazy players that have absurd point totals this week. So you've got to be open to rostering some really weird names. Just keep your ears open to see who sits and who doesn't. But, yeah, you, you've got to keep those guys on your radar.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great week to, to be a sleuth, to be tuned in to, to beat writers and, and any little nuggets that, that you can gather. And obviously the team over at Grinders we're going to help you out as much as we can. But uh, the more you can dig up on some of these guys, on some of these names that you may not either have heard of or familiar with or feel uncomfortable playing, these are the kind of plays in week 17 uh, that can make a difference. So thank you to everybody for tuning in, for listening. We appreciate Uh, each and every one of you. And without further ado, let's get to our breaking news. I know we've been talking about it for weeks. I know all three of us and the team over at Rotor Grinders, super excited about this. And again, this goes to you guys for for all your your, your views and listening to the show. If it wasn't for that, uh, this doesn't happen. But the OGs are not going to end here with football season. Normally, football's over. We kind of go into hibernation and we appear the next season breaking down everything football. But We are going to expand our reach into the NBA, which all three of us, very big fans of and and play a ton. I know Derek's very involved. uh, Chop as well in the projections at Roto-Grinders. Well, we are going to do a little invasion of Grinders live. And that's right. We're going to have OG's night every Wednesday night on Roto-Grinders. Starting next Wednesday, January 6th, we will be doing a one-hour show breaking down the NBA for that night slate. So I know all of us very excited about this can't wait to to continue working with these guys two of my favorites uh, in the industry but uh, stay tuned for that january 6th and following every wednesday night breaking down nba dean slide over the ogs are taking over that wednesday night spot so guys uh, anything you want to hit on that before we get out of here for week 17 chop
2: i'm 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 stoked man that we get to do some nba and uh, we get to we get to do it together you know Number one, it's just, is always great to uh, pick y'all's brain. And Derek, Derek writes like one of the best NBA articles every day out there. So we get to pick his brain that once a week, every every week on the Grinders Live. So that's always good. And then number two, this is at least one day out of the week. I don't have to do a show with Dean. This is phenomenal (laughs) stuff.
1: (laughs) Ah, truly good news. Derek, uh, thoughts here on the NBA stuff?
3: You know, after each NFL season, we always think they're going to kick us to the can. Uh, I think this year, the preview for the NFL, we weren't even mentioned uh, with all the other videos and podcasts. So uh, it turns out we get promoted. So the more OGs, the better. Uh, Pumped to be doing it with you guys. And yeah, break it down some basketball should be a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, we want to make it an interactive show. And, you know, so we'll we'll have some different ideas. If you guys have anything you'd like to see, hit me up. Send me a message on Roto-Grinders or on Twitter. Uh, But we want to have some fun with it. Uh, Mix in some life stuff like we always do, and, uh, but mainly get you the information you need there uh, in the NBA on Wednesday night. So, guys, before we get out of here, any big plans for New Year's? Derek? I hope to not leave my house. But besides mimosa shots and in bed by 7. I mean, that, that sounds like a good day. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, probably hang out with the kids. Uh, the kids, we got them this uh, VR thing. It's What the hell is that thing called? The Quest 2? I'm telling you, man, I never have done any VR. This thing's pretty impressive. Now there was one that had a roller coaster and your boys started getting nauseous. So (laughs) stay away from the roller coasters, but some of the other stuff was pretty cool. So hang out, play that, uh, play some Nintendo switch and uh, ring in 2021. Chop. What's the big plans for the new year?
2: Oh, we, we picked up some fireworks already. Uh, We'll do some fireworks with the kids here at the house. And, uh, and that's about it. We're not going to go anywhere or do anything crazy, but yeah, plan to enjoy a nice little peaceful evening of uh, some early fireworks here in San Antonio.
1: All right. Don't pull a Jason Pierre Paul oh, shot. No you way. You <laughs> need them digits, man.
2: <laughs> no chance that's <laughs> need,
1: happening to need them digits, so uh, keep those intact. But I just want to say again, thank you to you guys. Uh, without the listeners uh, and your feedback and listening to the show, uh, that doesn't happen. So you, you guys carry the show. We have fun every week. Getting on here talking football and looking forward to doing some playoff talk. Always fun talking playoff football. And again, Roto-Grinders, every Wednesday night, 5.30 to 6.30, starting Wednesday, January 6th. So for Notorious, for head shopper, am Beer saying salut. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Best of luck this week. And we'll see you right back here next week. Thank you for listening, guys.